Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 265 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the Phoenix Suns forming a super team. The Phoenix Suns have made a big trade for Washington Wizards shooting guard Bradley Beal. The 29-year-old has career averages of 22.1 points per game, along with four assists and four rebounds. He's a career 37% three-point shooter, and they moved on from aging star point guard Chris Paul. Beal himself was able to get to the place where he wanted because the Wizards gave him a no-trade clause. He's only the current player in the league with one, and it's why many believe the Wizards got hosed on this deal. But Beal himself is anything from a sure bet. He hasn't played in 70-plus games since the 2018-2019 season, and last season played in only 50 games, and the Suns have another big star, Kevin Durant, who has missed a lot of time in recent years, so this will likely leave Devin Booker to hold down the fort while those two stars miss time during the regular season. And this has been the major issue with super teams lately. Stars not playing enough games together. It's why Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have yet to win an NBA title together because they haven't played enough games together. You don't even view those two players as a duo anymore. And it's why Beal wasn't able to form a duo with Russell Westbrook when he was with Washington or with Kristaps Porzingis when he was in Washington. Bradley Beal has not played enough games recently. If that changes, the Suns have a special team on their hands. With this move, there's been a real debate about how good of a player Bradley Beal is. I personally would say he's a star player, but not a superstar. Coming into the league, he was labeled as the next Ray Allen, but clearly he hasn't been that. Maybe a change of scenery gets him there. I also wonder how he is going to fit in with Devin Booker. They are two guards who jack up for ease. Yeah, Booker will most likely play point guard, but is either he or Beal willing to give up some of their scoring for winning? I'm not sure either is at that point in their career where they're willing to sacrifice their all-star game appearances or their scoring for the sake of the team, and that's not a bad thing. They are still young-ish players who are still in their prime. The big three with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen worked out because each of those players were willing to sacrifice the numbers to win a championship. That's one of the reasons it worked out for Kevin Durant when he was with the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry was able to sacrifice his numbers a bit. Klay Thompson sacrificed his numbers a bit. Even Draymond Green sacrificed his scoring so they could fit in Kevin Durant. It hasn't worked with Durant these last couple of super teams he's formed. It didn't work with James Harden and Kyrie Irving. They were just three guys going Going after the stats. They never felt like a trio. And part of that is because they didn't play enough games together. And that is my biggest fear for this trio in Phoenix. If they play 65 plus games together, I look at them as a legitimate threat to win the NBA title. If they don't, they'll just be another underperforming super team. And I haven't even mentioned the name DeAndre Ayton yet. The Suns 
Suns now have four really good to great players in Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and DeAndre Ayton, who had an up-and-down season last year after getting a max extension last offseason. The team has great high-end talent, but they are not deep at all. And none of those four players I mentioned are known for their stellar defense. Kevin Durant in the past has played really good defense, especially when he was with the Warriors, but he's an aging player. You cannot expect him to be your best defender. Devin Booker and Bradley Beal are average defenders at best. I mean, this team is really going to have an issue on that side of the ball. They basically gave up their defensive identity when they traded Mikael Bridges as part of the Kevin Durant deal. He was the all-NBA defender on that team. Yes, they have three really good offensive players, but can that get you all the way to the NBA Finals? I have my doubts. And this is an issue that has haunted other great Phoenix Suns team. I remember the Steve Nash era. That was when I was starting to watch basketball. Those teams were all-time great offensive teams. They had Steve Nash. They had Sean Marion. They had Amare Stoudemire. They had Joe Johnson. They had elite offensive talent on that team. But that team was always weak on the defensive end. And it's part of the reason that team never won an NBA championship even though they had that talent and they had Mike D'Antoni one of the best offensive minds in basketball they didn't play enough defense the teams that are winning the NBA finals play both sides of the ball you just saw it with the Denver Nuggets yes they have Nikola Jokic an otherworldly offensive player but he's a guy who stepped up his defense when it was time for the postseason do the Phoenix Suns have any players on that team that is going to do that for them in the playoffs I also want to talk about the Washington Wizards because this is a complete overhaul for the Wizards who also traded big man Kristaps Porzingis to the Boston Celtics. And before even playing a game for the team, they traded Chris Paul to the Golden State Warriors for guard Jordan Peele and picks. I like Jordan Poole as a player and think that he can be a part of the building block for the next very good Washington Wizards team. I think it's insane that the Warriors are keeping Draymond Green even though he's a free agent. I bet he's going to sign there and they're losing Jordan Poole. That is not the way that that should be going. They should be keeping the young talent and letting Draymond Green walk away. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know I am a fan of the Boston Celtics and I like them bringing in Kristaps Porzingis. He is one of the most talented big men in the entire NBA. The issue is will he be able to remain healthy? The loss of Mark Marcus Smart is going to be worth it if Kristaps Porzingis can play in 70 plus games next season. Many people are saying the Wizards took too long to rebuild. My response is that when a star player like Bradley Beal wants to remain a member of your team, it's tempting to keep him. The Blazers are going through the exact same thing with Damian Lillard. They should absolutely move on from him, but he's a star who the fan base cares about. You have to give some reason for people to pay to watch you play the game of basketball and for years Beal has been that reason to even a little bit pay attention to the Washington Wizards and now they bring in Jordan Poole and they're banking on the fact that he's going to bring in some fans to that arena to watch them play. The NBA is all about star power even more than it is about winning. You have to have a signature player on your roster 
who is going to get the fans excited to come and watch you play basketball. And the history of the NBA is filled with star players requesting trades from teams like the Washington Wizards. Look at them. Shaquille O'Neal left the Orlando Magic for the LA Lakers. The Wizards found a guy who was willing to remain a member of their team and they kept him. They thought the world of Bradley Beal. Now, was he the right player to bank on? We could argue about that, but if you believe he's a superstar player, you're going to do anything to make him happy and keep him on that basketball team. I also find it super refreshing when a player like Bradley Beal is loyal to the franchise that drafted him. I get it. We all used to think Kevin Durant was loyal to the OKC Thunder until he wasn't, and that's when most people were fans of Kevin Durant, when he was that guy who was saying he wasn't a fan of super teams and wanted to remain with the Thunder. Russell Westbrook was super loyal to the Thunder. Dame Lillard is clearly super loyal to the Portland Trailblazers. They drafted him. He went to the Western Conference Finals with them. The last few years have been rough, but it seems like he wants to tough it out and be there for the next Gray Blazers team. That's admirable, and Bradley Beal was clearly loyal to the Wizards. And of course he was because the Wizards gave him a boatload of money. In the era of the Supermax, you are not going to see any superstar player turn down that kind of money. He would have to be insane. I do think NBA players are currently in like a no-win situation when it comes to fans or the media. You can either be too loyal like Dame Lillard or Bradley Beal or chasing championships like Kevin Durant or LeBron James. Both sides are getting criticized left and right. I mean, what is the star player supposed to do? Are they supposed to be loyal? Are they supposed to keep the Supermax extension? Or are they supposed to do anything and everything to win an NBA title? Clearly, Bradley Beal's best chance to win a title is now with the Phoenix Suns. He gave the Wizards chance after chance after chance to put together a winning basketball team and build around him, and that organization failed him. So it is, of course, within his power to now want to be a member of the Phoenix Suns, and it's in Dame Lillard's rights to want to leave the Portland Trailblazers. Will he? I have no idea, but I'm rooting for it. I want to see Dame Lillard play in the playoffs more. I would love to see Dame Lillard on the Miami Heat. But as long as he wants to remain a member of the Portland Trailblazers, he should be allowed that right. Their organization should want to keep Dame Lillard, and it made sense to me why the Wizards wanted to keep Bradley Beal. It's not every day a superstar player wants to stay with that kind of team. The thing that most excites me about this opportunity with Phoenix is seeing Bradley Beal as the third option. He's always been the first or second option with John Wall or Kristaps Porzingis or Russell Westbrook, when in reality, he's the perfect guy to be that third option. He has more in common with Klay Thompson than a guy like Jason Tatum. Like, I just don't view Bradley Beal as someone who I'd want to be the best offensive player on my basketball team. He is now going to get some wide open free point shots and his free point percentage should definitely go back to the 40s with this roster. I mean, they're going to be able to play inside outside with DeAndre Ayton and teams also have to worry about Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on the free point line as well. Offensively, I believe the Phoenix Suns are going to be excellent. Another thing that makes me feel good about the team is them hiring Frank Vogel to be the head coach. I have always liked Vogel as a coach. 
He was there for the early years of Paul George with the Pacers. He led them to two Eastern Conference Finals against Miami. And then he led the Lakers to the NBA Finals, winning against the Miami Heat in the bubble. I think Frank Vogel was wrongfully fired from LA. And he is going to get the most out of Bradley Beal and DeAndre Ayton, who, as I said, had an offseason last year. I obviously think very highly of Monty Williams as an NBA head coach, but I also think Frank Vogel is an excellent hire for the Phoenix Suns. And it was really smart of them to hire a coach with experienced coaching star players because it didn't work with Kevin Durant being coached by an amateur in Steve Nash. Steve Nash was given Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and it didn't work out and those guys turned against him for his lack of experience, even though they were the ones who picked Steve Nash. Having a guy in Frank Vogel who is respected, who has won an NBA championship, is brilliant on the side of the Phoenix Suns because he has actual power in the room. He is respected by the players. He is a winner. He won with LeBron James. He won with Anthony Davis, and he should be able to win with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. I'm sure there are some people out there that believe the Phoenix Suns championship window was already closed when they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals a few years ago. That season, they had Chris Paul. They had Mikael Bridges. That was a deep team that played defense. They were an excellent passing team. They had Aiden playing at an elite level. It's hard to feel great about this Phoenix Suns team, even though it has star power on it. Like, I believe at worst that this Phoenix Suns team is a team that makes it to the second round. But do I believe in them as a championship contender? and that's going to come down to health and chemistry. Like if these four players play a lot of games together, of course I believe they are capable of winning the NBA Finals. If Kevin Durant plays 70 plus games next season, he's going to be an MVP candidate. But injuries keep happening to him. The same with Bradley Beal. If he plays in 70 plus games, he's an all-star player. But he hasn't been able to do that in the last four or five years. So what about that is going to change? These players are getting older, not younger. Yes, they are elite talent. Some of them are future Hall of Famers, especially Kevin Durant, probably Devin Booker. They are all-time players. They are all-time talents. But there are some real questions when it comes to bringing them together to form a team. I'm starting to wonder if the era of the super team is over because the teams winning the title the last few years are teams with one or two star players. The Denver Nuggets won the NBA Finals with one top 10 player in Nikola Jokic. Yes, Jamal Murray is a top 20 talent, but he's not a top 10 talent. He's not a superstar player in anyone's estimation before that NBA Finals. Now he may be viewed as one, but the Denver Nuggets are not a super team. They are a team with two stars and a bunch of role players. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Bruce Brown. I mean, those guys really stepped up. Those are the type of players that are not on the Phoenix Suns at this moment in time. Maybe adding Bradley Beal attracts veteran players to take less and come to Phoenix, but I don't know how I'm going to feel about the Phoenix Suns until I see how the roster shapes out. Yes, the big freeze worked out in Boston. It worked out in Miami. But has it worked out with the Clippers, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? 
Has it worked out for the Nets? Absolutely not. Mortgaging your future to bring in a ton of star players may not be the best route to being a consistent winning team. I mean, the Phoenix Suns have a very short window here with Kevin Durant as their best player. Maybe he has two or three more years of being a top 10 star in the NBA. I mean, it's not a given. I mean, this was a guy who was swept out of the first round two seasons ago by the Boston Celtics. And I haven't mentioned this yet, but they're bringing in a guy in Bradley Beal who has only been to the second round of the playoffs. It's not like Bradley Beal has established himself as one of the best playoff players in the league. He's barely been there with the Wizards, and when he was there, they usually got bounced out of the first round. Here's what I believe is happening with the Phoenix Suns. They recently changed ownership after a controversy with their past owner, and this new owner is trying to do what most new owners do when they acquire NBA teams. They try to make huge splashes. When the Brooklyn Nets had a new owner, he brought in Kevin Garnett. He brought in Paul Pierce. He brought in Joe Johnson. He brought in Darren Williams. He put together a star team and it didn't work out and immediately that team was broken up. I feel like this Phoenix Suns team might be heading down the same path. Well, this guy is out there spending a boatload of money and when he finds out it might not be worth it, he's going to try to break this team up. And I'll end the podcast on this note. When it comes to these kind of trades, it's easy in the moment to say the Phoenix Suns, the team getting the star player, won the trade. But you really have to wait at least three years to see where both teams are at. If this gets the Suns a championship, then clearly it worked out for them. But if they have an expensive, underachieving team, then it didn't turn out right. And if the Wizards pull off a rebuild, we may look at things drastically different down the road. Yes, Washington did a bunch of things wrong when it came to trading Bradley Beal. They should have never given him that no trade clause, but they did. Now they have a bunch of first round swaps with the Phoenix Suns. If this doesn't work out in Phoenix and that team isn't as good as we all think they're going to be, then this could be the thing that rebuilds this franchise. It's like what happened to the Boston Celtics with the Brooklyn Nets. They did a bunch of those trade swaps. Do you know what those draft picks ended up being? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. If the Wizards can get those kind of talents from these draft picks, they will be the winners of this trade. The Wizards are hoping the Phoenix Suns are not good for very long, and there is a chance of that happening. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are an older team. They are relying heavily on Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal, two guys who struggle to play 60-plus games a season. Sometimes we can all get lost in the name power of these star players. Yes, Bradley Beal is an established star, but when was the last time you looked at Bradley Beal and thought of him as a top 15 player in the league? It's been a while, and I get it. He's played on a really bad Wizards team, and I've wanted him on my team in the past. I wanted to see Bradley Beal paired with Jason Tatum, but he has hasn't been healthy enough for me to want to do that anymore. And how is that going to change with the Phoenix Suns? Maybe I'll end up being wrong, and this really does work out for the Phoenix Suns. I think Kevin Durant 
is going to be motivated. I think Bradley Beal is going to be motivated. Devin Booker clearly wants to go back to the NBA Finals. The real wild card is going to be DeAndre Ayton. I mean, how much longer does he want to be a member of the Phoenix Suns? And how much longer do they want him? He might still get traded this offseason. The Suns could trade him and get more pieces on their team. This team desperately needs to get deeper if they want to be looked at as a title contender. In the end, I understand why the Suns made this move, but I don't think ultimately it's going to work out. I think this iteration of the Phoenix Suns is only going to be together a season or two. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.